Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hi, Andrew Nimi. How come you refer to me so formally in the intro to this podcast? That's not how you refer to me in person. I can call you whatever I want. Andrew, Nimi, baby, babe. Okay, let's stick to Andrew Nimi, actually. <laughs> how are you doing? How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Got a video up today. Very long video. Very long video. It was great though. I can't believe I watched the entire hour. I was surprised myself. Um, yep. Longest video of my YouTube career so far. But it was fun. Yeah. Me and my buddy Benton answering questions left and right. Yeah. Benton's great. I want to I wanna call in now. I better call in next time. Yeah. You need some questions answered in your life. Yeah. I need some questions answered. Yeah. Submit your phone number to Instagram. Maybe you'll get a call. I will. I will. What question do you need answered? Do you want a poker question answered? Or uh, something A else? life question. Are you going to do life questions or only poker questions? Uh, well, I think the idea is poker life questions. This, on the other hand. Is all, is life questions. Very open format. <laughs> well, I think I'll ask Benton if he'll private too to me, I guess, maybe. Yeah. I asked him, he didn't seem very keen. Well, I know a lot of the listeners out there would like to see you take a stab at running it up. All right. I better get to well, it. Well, a lot of them want to know if you play poker, first of all. I do not play poker. We want to see you out there on the grind. Yeah. I think it's uh, a very fun game, but I just don't think I have interest level to study enough to play as well as I'd like to play. I don't, I don't either. But you study a lot. I wouldn't say that. Well, maybe. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess if you count like the text message group I'm studying, which it is. Like I read all the, all the hands that go back and forth. It's not like I'm only reading feedback on my own hands that I submit to the group. One of the, the biggest deterrents for me has been just sitting in a cold casino. And it used to be the smoke. It's much better now, I think. But... It's not very appealing to sit in a windowless space. I can't believe that smoking is still allowed in casinos. I, yeah. I can't believe people smoke in casinos, first of all. You know, you, you can't judge because... I judge. Yeah, I smoked, you know. I yeah. used to smoke cigarettes. And boy, did I judge you. And it's, I mean, it's very addictive and you have to really want to change or want to quit smoking. What does that have to do with smoking around other people's indoors and subjecting them to that? Because when you are addicted to substance, it's not you're not making the best decisions, right? Because your decisions are driven by your addiction and are not driven by rational thought. I never liked smoking inside. I thought it was disgusting. Um, but... Yeah, I just, I have compassion for people who smoke because I know that addiction is strong. I don't. Each to his own, mm -hmm. each to his own. But, um, yeah. Sorry, smokers out there. Addiction. I wish you the best. I hope you quit. I want you to quit for the good of all of us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty shitty to have, you know, somebody smoking near you when you don't smoke. But Yeah, it is. I think I, if... Black Friday hadn't happened, I probably would play poker. Yeah? 
Yeah. Because then the I could have played, on, played at home, played online. But the thought of sitting in a freezing casino mm-hmm. in a smoky setting just doesn't appeal to me very much. So, yeah. so we got some relationship questions. We did. We got a couple of questions. We sure did. Um, and boy, are we going to solve them. <laughs> Shall we begin reading the relationship questions? Let's do it. Let's hop in there. Let's get in there. Okay. Right. The first question was from M. Oh, it's M's question. Do you yeah. want me to read it? Yeah. You have it full. full. I do. Okay. Full you format. Go. Okay. You go ahead. Hi, Brucey and Andrew. We had a blast listening to the latest podcast. I taught my girl the game, and now she beats me all the time. At least that's what she thinks. We know better, right, Andrew? <laughs> uh, I don't know what he means by that. No, I, I beat you all the time, just because you never think I'm bluffing when I am and actually have a hand when I don't, or okay. whatever. Okay, I do know what he thinks then. <laughs> she can't stop talking about it. Discussions about plays and spots, sometimes I wish I never told her. But it's so great to see her all happy and smiling when she is in the money in a tournament. It makes me so proud to see her winning small profits. So poker brought us closer together and she's still the best thing that ever happened to me. Relationships and poker goes well together, especially when you especially when you can say everything to each other. The biggest problem is bankroll management. It's like shopping. She sees something and she wants it. Then she give me a kiss and there goes my wallet again. <laughs> How can I make her believe that bankroll management is the most important thing in poker? Should I stop sponsoring her? I have no ideas left anymore. And happy wife, happy life, right? Good luck at the tables. Have a productive and great weekend, M. M, what a great question. M, what a weird spot you're in. I know, that is a tough spot. I I think M plays recreationally, right? I would assume so. By the sound of things. So she plays recreationally. So if it is recreational, then I think setting a play budget for both of you um, might be a helpful way to set up the poker playing and teaching of bankroll management. Um, then you can have like a family pot and see who like, you know, who contributes the most to the family pot that month. So make it sort of like a competition, um, but just you giving her money to play poker and never getting anything back from it. You know, I think maybe there should be some incentive, uh, sort of like a thousand dollar challenge or something like that that you're both working towards um and then you both plan to do something with that money whether you go on a weekend trip or uh you both get to buy yourself something but make it more of a team effort i think that's my best advice is to sort of create a family budget and say this is how much we're spending on poker this month and both stick to it then when it's gone, it's gone. I don't know. Because I, ne- I think you need to understand or state the reasons you're playing poker. If you're playing poker to try and make an extra living or income, then a whole another conversation needs to happen. But if you're both playing it recreationally, then you have to have a limit. What are your thoughts? Well... It'd be nice to have like a little bit more information about whether or not they're winning players because it sounds like she's probably not a winning player. And it sounds like she's just kind of dusting off some money here and there, whether that's like slowly or medium slowly. Like it sounds like they both really enjoyed the game of poker, obviously. Right. 
But I wonder what's up with like this uh, thing where she's always asking him for money and he gives it to her just to like make her happy. Yeah, because he enjoys the aspect of having something that they both enjoy, like both talking yeah. about poker. So the more she plays, the more hands that she, you know, or spots that she wants to discuss. So I get that idea of, you know, now you have this thing that you love together. But that's why I think you should perhaps, you know, set a monthly limit. And Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to set a limit no matter what you're spending money on, right? Whether you're whether that's on poker or spending on other things or, you know. I think maybe it's just maybe a money conversation as well. Yeah. To say this is how much we're making as a unit and this is how much we spend. Yeah. It's not the sexiest conversation because, you know, people don't want to talk about budgets and stuff like that, but it's the most helpful conversation because in one party is not feeling stressed out. Yeah. Another one's blowing all the money. Right. Like Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Just blasting away. Jewelry is my favorite. Yeah. All the jewels. <laughs> yep. All Rings. the online shopping. <laughs> so yeah, M, I think you need to have a conversation about uh, money. And if you haven't had a full conversation about how you're spending all the money, at least have a this is how much we're going to spend on poker. Because it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like the, it sounds like he's afraid to like say, you know, this is kind of slowing us down a little bit, you know, just like firing away at poker, like without regard to whether it's bankroll management or life role management. I mean, like how happy, how happy of a wife is she going to be when you say, well, there's no more money left here. We spent it all. We lost it all in poker. <laughs> <laughs> is she going to be really happy when it comes to that? <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't think that's being taken into account, right? I think the idea is, oh, we just... Yeah, I mean, I think there just needs to be a, a conversation about, like, what are our goals here for our stash of money? Is it just for entertainment? Are we trying to, like, maintain this level of uh, net worth? Or do we need to be a little bit more careful about our indiscretionary spending? Or is it, uh, like, learning experience? Are we actually studying poker and trying to get better? Or are we just, like, casually gambling? Yeah. So a lot of assumptions, but... I think if you are just gambling, then set a monthly limit. Of, yeah, or well, I, mean, like I wonder a, if like his, uh, when he's saying bankroll management is the most important thing, I wonder if he really, if he's talking about like managing our finances is the most important thing. Not just a poker bankroll. Yeah, that's serious business. Yeah, that's serious business. But maybe it's not quite that serious and I don't know. Yeah. Let's call him. You got his phone number? Oh wait, that's the other show. <laughs> All right. Well, um, there's got to be there's just got to be more communication and you got to not be afraid to uh, make her mad or not like you as much. If bringing it up might lead to that, because it sounds like it's a little bit stressful on your end and you want her to be aware of things that are stressful to you. And if it's unrationally stressful, then I don't know, maybe you guys are like balling out and uh, you don't have to worry so much. But Maybe there is a budget in place that uh, needs to be looked after. Hmm. All right. Um, let us know how it goes. All right. Next question. Uh, okay. This let us know if that's helpful, Em. Hit us back. Tells at andrewneemi.com. So Victor's question says, I do wonder how do you manage so well with such an unpredictable and less than favorable work schedule? Can that lifestyle work for the long run? looking towards marriage and a family, maybe thinking, my thinking is too wrapped in societal norms. Victor. I don't know why he says it's 
An unfavorable work schedule. He didn't say. He said less than favorable. Different. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's talking about the long hours that I sometimes put in and end up being at the casino until like 9 or 10 in the morning. Yeah. Could be talking about that because I would think I have a great schedule because I can stay as long as I want or not as long as I want. I can leave whenever I want. And it's very flexible, and that's pretty much the best part about poker is, you know, being able to go, come and go as you please. Victor, Andrew lives in the clouds. I will tell you. I I do worry. (laughs) I do worry about when uh, we have a kid, maybe. Oh, it's going to be easy. And if you at the casino, and I've been up all night with this little person... And then you're still not back. I still have to be up with this little person again all the rest of the day. First of all, the little person's coming with me to the casino sometimes. <laughs> it's going to chill right next to me while I'm grinding. In the smoky sleeping casino. Sleeping peacefully. In the smoky casino. Peacefully sleeping. <laughs> you're just going to rock the pram back and mm-hmm. forth. <laughs> pram means, what does that mean? It's a... Stroller. Stroller. It's a pram. Um, but yeah, I mean... I don't. I think we've made it this far. We'll figure it out. But you just it, it is. Out. It is. It has crossed my mind that what am I going to do um, with you know if Andrew's sleeping or worked a long shift and I need some help. Um, but you maybe we it. can just you know. I'm just gonna adjust. You just have to adjust through life. You know, change things up when need be. Right now, I don't need to change anything. But if I do, no problem. Change it up. All right. You heard it here first. I'm not really that worried. Um, you know? No, but I, I think I'm also maybe like trying to do some other things, you know, like not just grind poker. Like, you know, maybe the blog will lead to some different sort of um, projects here and there or who knows what. But if not, then I think we'll be fine. Well... Yeah. I, I mean, how does a person handle it when uh, someone goes to a job from 7 in the morning until 5.30 in the evening? That's yeah. a lot of hours that they are away do. from home, right? They just do. And I think it's even it's hard when both parents are, you know, working. So you have a baby and then you have to move, you know, you have to go back to work in six weeks. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just how you look at it, I guess. Um, I have thought about it based yeah, well, on I mean, societal norms. Yeah, I think nobody gets into poker thinking that they are going to be grinding away through their 40s and 50s and, and stuff, you know, at the poker table. So I think, I mean, there might be some percentage, like my buddy Benton loves poker, loves going to work every day, and will be perfectly happy to play poker, live poker for the rest of his life. Yeah, but like the legend Doyle Brunson has very well adjusted kids and he played poker his entire life. So Uh it's possible. There's hope. But at the same time, there's plenty of people who uh, have visions of doing other things and maybe leading to leading from poker into other projects. And I don't know. I just don't think it's like something. I think that if you are smart enough to... Uh, be successful in poker, then you're probably smart enough to be successful in other things, and you can, you know, move through life. All right. Well, that's our A to your Q, Victor. Hope you liked it.
Okay. <laughs> uh, your fan, Qtran, says, Hi, I just wanted to say first, I love your videos, great thoughts and understanding, and I love the drone footage too. I love poker, but how do I truly know what I want to do every day? How did you know that you wanted to play poker almost every day? Thanks for your help. I really appreciate it. Sincerely, your fan, Qtran. How do I truly know what I want to do every day? How did you know that you wanted to play poker almost every day? Um, I just started playing poker every day. And then I found out that it was okay or better than okay. Um, I was intrigued by it. I was interested by it before I was playing poker every day. And I thought it might be something that I was interested in doing. And so I started to do it. And then it seemed like it was something that I wanted to keep doing. And I really enjoyed it for the most part. Not always. I, I wouldn't say I always enjoyed it. And I, it's, to this day, I wouldn't say I'm completely in love with it. Especially like before I started the vlog, I was starting to get really burnt out. And then was questioning what I really wanted to do. Probably similar to what you're doing now. And then I tried starting a video series about poker. And found out that I really enjoyed doing that. And so now I'm really doing that for the time being. Will I always want to do that? Probably not. Maybe it'll be something that I don't really love that much. And then something else will enter my mind and I'll be curious about that. And I guess I've been like somewhat lucky that uh, I found a couple things that I really liked doing. Although I kind of went on in the poker life for a little bit longer without trying something new, I think. Um, I would ask my co-host here, Boosie, what she thinks I should do with myself on a somewhat regular basis because I had gone, I'd kind of gotten a little bit burnt out, like I said, in poker. So basically, if something is on your mind, that it's something that you think you might enjoy, I highly recommend trying that thing, especially if you're only like mediocre happy in what you're currently doing. Because even if you end up not liking that thing as much as you might have hoped, and even if it doesn't end up being the thing that takes you uh, down a path of something that you love doing, You'll at least have freed up that space in your mind that stop wondering that can be replaced by a different question that you can then explore and try. So really, the whole gist of it is to just try, just try something because there's no downside to just trying something. And uh, I also think that like tons and tons and tons of people have the same question as you and don't really know what they really want to do. It would have been interesting if you had told us your age. Um, but even then there's people, you know, like well into their forties or fifties or whatever that start new projects, new businesses, pastimes, hobbies, any of the above, uh, later in life than you might expect. And there's no downside to, uh, to trying it. Any addition, additional comments and, no, I, I, I agree. I think it's um, because we're built differently, we might view the risk differently. So some people might uh -huh. think it's a big risk, but it's not really. It's just... Yeah, there's actually no risk whatsoever. Because it's... You just have to look at how you're spending your time. I was going to say, there's only a risk if uh, you... If people are depending on you, um, literally, financially, such as your children and your wife, um, and you're bringing home the, the sole source of income, then I can't really speak to that because I've never been in that position and it would be a little bit 
um, reckless, I think, of me to suggest you uh, leave your job and then there's no income source for a, t- a good a good while for the family, um, especially if there's like no savings and stuff like that. But that's not the what you're suggesting. You're suggesting to try something, right? So it, I think a yeah. lot of the time you say try something, but people don't know what you mean by try something, mm-hmm. right? You don't say like... It doesn't mean that you have to quit your job, but right. we do spend a huge amount of time watching TV, uh-huh. having dumb conversations, uh-huh. watching football games, rugby games, cricket, Fantasy sports teams, whatever the case is. So if we just took a little bit of time from that to focus on things that you might or are curious about, then then you do open yourself up to having a little bit more time to try. Like, I think he's like, I think he's asking me, how, how did I know? How did you know? I don't think there's, there's, you know, you just, you do it until you either don't want to do it anymore or there's something else. I've done so many jobs and I never thought like some jobs I was just like, why on earth am I here? But every single Mm -hmm. job I learned something and helped me in the next thing that I did Mm -hmm. and the next thing that I did. So there's no really wasted time, even though sometimes it feels like it, like, you know, the waste, it's a much bigger waste of time sitting around and pondering whether or not you're going to like it or not. And doing the thing that you're only mediocre, happy about than it is to try something and then free up that space in your mind if it doesn't end up being the thing. Yeah. I mean, sitting around and pondering is just what is that achieving? It's hard, though, right? Because because you don't like people just say, go and do it. For sure. It's hard. But I think we have to, like I said, think about it as the little things that you're spending time on that are sort of numbing the unhappiness, whether it's drinking cocktails, watching games, whatever you're doing to numb that feeling of unhappiness, use that time to pursue the things you want. You don't have to immediately like quit your job and, you know, start this massive business. Yeah. Yeah. You got to use that extra time to uh, devote that to the thing that you're curious about. It's a much bigger risk to like use all that time into not making yourself a little bit happier or trying something that might make yourself a little bit happier because that's like a guaranteed loss i think yeah (laughs) but it depends though it depends how happy you are but it sounds like he's potentially could be happier all right well hope you uh that answered your question q uh, one more thing before we wrap up this yeah, podcast. This up. I love these questions. Yeah, me uh, too. I like the relationship questions. And yeah, send in more questions for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get an email a couple of weeks ago requesting our picks in Las Vegas. And that is up on andrewneemi.com. It's our called choices. our LV guide. So Our LV guide restaurants, bars, um, from the strip to the suburbs of Summerlin. And you can go and check it out on andrewneemi.com. I'll link it in the podcast notes as well. So you can check it out. Favorite food, drink, 
favorite food and drink spots. Around so, town. Around town. Let us know what you think. Um, and if you tr- try out this, the places, um, yeah, let us know as well. All right. Anything else? I'm hungry. Let's go get some food. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us on outro. Thanks for having us on your podcast, listeners. Until next week, we look forward to reading all your questions. Thank you for all the ratings on iTunes and the downloads on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. And we'll keep churning them out if you keep listening. Until next week, bye. Bye.